everybody. Welcome to Salmorum Liber. That's Latin for studying the Psalms. And this is a series that I'm going to be going through in the book of Psalms, the whole book of Psalms. So starting in chapter one, and we'll go all the way through to chapter 150. And so these series of podcasts are available to you to listen to at your own leisure, to sit down and maybe use in your personal study time or reflection time or commuting time, whatever you would like. Hope you find them helpful, uh, useful, and uh, I hope that they help you not only grow in the knowledge and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, but also in your experience and worship of him. Thanks very much. Take care. So this is Psalm 5. We're not going to do the whole psalm in this section. I'm actually going to break it into smaller chunks so that you can have smaller podcasts to listen to so that we're not taxing too much of your time. And it's a quick and easy listen. And I'll I'll have some thoughts for you to think about at the end of each one of these mini sessions or mini lessons, so to speak, from Psalm chapter 5. So let me read Psalm chapter 5 for you, and then we'll get into verses 1 to 3. So here we are. Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you do I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, Cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing for joy and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. And thus is the reading of all of Psalm 5. So I have a few comments to make in the introduction piece of Psalm 5. And then, like I said, we'll be looking at Psalm 5 verses 1 to 3 in this section. So like I said, we'll be looking at the first three verses. And I do have a bit of an introduction for you with this with this psalm. And then we'll get into the first three verses. And then uh, we will continue on with the rest of the series later on. So Psalm 5 illustrates the polarity and tension, which often characterizes dimensions of our life, doesn't it? On the one side, there's God. And on the other, human beings. And David's thought alternates between these two poles. He begins by asking God to hear him, but recalls that evil persons have no place in God's presence. 
He turns back to God again, expressing his desire to worship and his need for guidance, but then is reminded of the human evils of the tongue. Eventually, he concludes in confidence, praying for protection and blessing. But the prayer is not only for for protection from wicked people, but also a prayer for protection from becoming like them. And that's so true, isn't it? And it's a danger that we could all fall into very quickly. Those who use their tongues to exalt God cannot also use them to boast and flatter. Psalm 5 is not only a prayer that may be used to worship God, but also a mirror of our lives without God, without hope in this world and the next. And it's important to note that the principal characteristic of those who do evil in this psalm is to be found in their speech. Notice that they are boasters. They speak falsehood. There is no truth in their mouth. Their throat is an open grave and they speak flattery. Ancient Israel was not a primitive society where the only ills were acts, like our own society in this day and age, which more sophisticated sins of speech abounded. And the sins of speech were not only an affront to God, they were not only an offense to God, but they also caused pain in the lives of David's fellow human beings. Thus, from a New Testament perspective, it is difficult to limit this psalm as a prayer for protection. It must also be perceived as a prayer of self-examination and a request for forgiveness and deliverance. And so here we have the first three verses of Psalm 5, and it's really a plea for attention. David's plea for attention. Notice what he says here. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you. And I watch. We'll notice that he uses the word groaning. And that word groaning means not just a groaning inwardly, but it actually means murmuring and musing, murmuring under our breath, musing through those things that are bothering us, those things that are giving us pain in our life. David is saying to God, Give ear to my words, O Lord, even consider my murmuring. In those times where I'm not able to put together sentences and coherent paragraphs, maybe I'm only able to utter words or fragments of a sentence, David here is praying, consider that just as much as everything else. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you you do I pray. Notice how he says, give attention to the sound of my cry. Have we ever done that in our own prayer life where we've just broken down because of our own sin, because of the sin of the world, or maybe because our sin and the world's sin is an affront to a most holy God? Maybe the sins of those that we know most dearly, who are most closely associated with us, have pained us and we're crying out to God. And David here is saying, give attention to the sound of my cry my king and my God. Now remember, David himself is a king. He's the king of Israel, one of the most powerful kings in the world, for he has subdued many nations around him. And here David is submitting himself to the very rulership of God. David is also under authority. And then in the third verse, He says, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and I watch. This is a good example for us, isn't it? That to pray to God in the morning may take some special discipline on our part, wouldn't it? To get up that five minutes or ten minutes earlier than we normally would to dedicate that time to the Lord. 
in the morning you hear my voice. I wonder if that's true for us. Do we get up in the morning and one of the first things that we do is we pray to the Lord. We don't go for our cup of coffee. We don't go for our cup of tea or that cereal bowl. We don't go for a walk. We don't do anything before we've sat down, kneeled down and prayed to the Lord. David says, in the morning, I've prepared a sacrifice for you and I watch. Notice how he says, I didn't prepare a sacrifice for you. And then I went about the rest of my day knowing that you would answer. David says, in total commitment to to God, he says, I've prepared a sacrifice for you and I watch. And what is he watching for? He's watching for God to intervene. He's watching for God to answer his prayer. He may even be watching for God to deliver peace and comfort to David's heart in that very moment of him praying to God in the morning. We know that David didn't pray just in the morning. We know that he also prayed in the evening. And we would also assume that he prayed throughout the day. But there's something special setting aside time in the morning to pray to God. It's almost like giving him the first fruits of our week, the very beginning of our week, the very beginning of our day. We dedicate to God in prayer. And maybe it's nothing more than we pray, God, help me today to serve you. And from that little seed that we plant, and we do that every day, we begin to grow a harvest of prayer. And we begin to cultivate our heart to speak, and more importantly, to listen to our King and our God. 